Derek Klassen is an NFL draft analyst for Bleacher Report and a quarterback's expert as well. And I guess we could start with this then, Derek, because, well, it's not just uh, Cousin Joe for Ryan that likes Anthony Richardson to go number one overall, but I saw a tweet today that there's one book out there where Richardson opened 101, 101 to be the number one overall pick. Last week, 50 to one, then 15. Now he's plus 750. So it sounds like he's either rising up teams' boards or there's somebody leaking a lot of stuff to manipulate the system. I know this. This is lying season around the NFL, but what do you think about Anthony Richardson? Because you see the physical tools there, but he certainly looked at as, as more of a long-term project. You know, I'm kind of in on Anthony Richardson, actually. I still don't know if he would be my number one quarterback. I think, at least for me, C.J. Stroud feels a little bit more like a safer bet, and I think he still has pretty good tools to work with as well. But Anthony Richardson, like, the thing with him is that I think it's pretty undeniable his worst trait right now is is accuracy. Um, I think his ball placement, it can be a little – he has like three to four uh, throws a game that he just kind of sprays, throws them too high um, especially, but – I think there's a lot more to him than than these other quarterbacks that we typically ascribe as raw. Because like when we think that a guy is like a raw quarterback, we think, oh, well, he can't really process that well right now. He doesn't know how to manage a pocket, yada, yada, yada. I think Anthony Richardson is actually fairly good at a lot of those things. I think he's actually really good at understanding when and how to move in the pocket, how to keep himself clean, um, how to keep his eyes up. Um, like he's not a guy who, who looks to run first. Like he's obviously a magnificent athlete. He might run a 4-4. Um, and he knows how to make plays outside the pocket, but he's the guy who really tries to keep his eyes down the field for as long as he can, and he knows how to keep himself clean. And then in terms of progressions, like, I don't think he's, you know, the sharpest quarterback I've ever seen. I don't think he's Trevor Lawrence or anything like that, and I don't think he's even as sharp as C.J. Stroud is right now, but I think he has a pretty good baseline, especially for a guy who only was a one-year starter, 21 years old. So I think he kind of has actually, like, a decent baseline to work with in terms of how to play in the pocket. And then you throw that on top of, like, he, he's just built like Cam Newton. He's just a cyborg of an athlete. Like, I'm pretty in on him being a guy who I'd be willing to kind of take the home run swing on. Derek, I hate to uh, ask loaded questions, but I'm going to do it here. What should the Bears do with the first overall pick in the draft? And where would you rank Justin Fields with these quarterbacks, with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young? Like, are you all in on Justin Fields for the Chicago Bears? I would be because I really liked Justin Fields uh, a lot coming out of college. Obviously, I thought Trevor was better, but I think Fields was my number two quarterback in that class. Um, in a lot of ways, kind of similar for for the same reasons as Anthony Richardson. You know, just an insane athlete, super talented arm. I think Fields was more accurate in college. Um, I think it's kind of been slow to the take in the NFL, obviously, but I think, at least in my opinion, I can kind of ascribe some of that to like that team is just terrible and like they were trading for receivers that were just not NFL receivers like uh, trading for Chase Claypool an effective first round pick for Chase Claypool I think was a a huge misstep and kind of hurt him but so I think Fields is still really talented as a prospect I think Fields was better than everybody in this class I think with some of the shakiness he's shown I think I would understand maybe wanting a guy like Stroud or something but if it were me I would still hold on to him and with the first overall pick probably try to trade down a little bit if you can because if you know you're not going to take a quarterback but if they're going to sit there at one I would just take Jalen Carter and be pretty darn happy with that you know this is the time of year like I said it's lying season and things get thrown around about this team's actually interested in Will Levis and they want to trade up for him no they like CJ Stroud and we like we expect this especially with a lot of quarterbacks that could certainly go in the first round what quarterback do you think prospect wise uh and they don't even have to be maybe somebody that's looked at it as a first round pick right now what quarterback prospect could you see where they would benefit the most from a really good workout? 
right? Like the physical tools are there where all of a sudden, because we see that a lot, where all of a sudden somebody jumps into the first round and you're going, oh, yeah, everybody likes him now. Is there somebody out there that you could see doing that? I mean, I think actually Levis really could benefit from a really good workout because I think when you watch him, and I think at least for me what separates him from a guy like Richardson, you know, two prospects that are kind of raw but have these really good arms, Levis is just not the same caliber of athlete on film. And he looked a little bit better in 2021 when he was a little bit healthier. But, like, he's more of a guy who is, like, a, a B-minus type of scrambler. He can do it a little bit, but he's not going to carry everything. If he can actually have a really, really good workout and show that there's maybe a little bit more to him than we thought there was on film, I think that could go a long way for him. Another guy I actually think could really benefit from the combine is, is Stanford's Tanner McKee. Um, he is like an okay athlete on film, but he's kind of like this long, lanky guy. But I think if he could have a good workout and really prove himself on the whiteboard, because I think that is kind of going to be where he's supposed to shine. And I think if he can really prove that to teams there, I think he could be a guy who not going to rise into the first round, but I think could be kind of that best of the rest type of guy. Derek, I just I don't understand the knock on CJ Stroud. Like I've seen Bryce make every single throw, but I understand he's six foot tall and 195 pounds soaking wet. But with CJ Stroud, he's six foot three, he's two twenty. I see I've seen him make the throws. I know he plays in that offense, the Ryan Day offense, but what is the knock on CJ Stroud? And you know, where do you have him? What's your evaluation on him going into the draft? He's my quarterback one. You know, I don't think he's some home run, you know, Trevor Lawrence caliber prospect, but I think he's a very solid top ten. You feel good about taking him in that range. I mean, I think you kind of said it. Like, he just feels like it's kind of hard to pinpoint what his worst traits are. You know, I think you can kind of knock him for the transition from the Ohio State offense might be a little tough because we've typically seen that with those guys. And I think that could be a little tough for him. But, like, other than that, my biggest knock, you know, really about halfway through the season was, man, I'd really like to see him trust himself more outside the pocket and just break the pocket and go make a play. And then as the back half of the season really started going along, especially that Michigan and Georgia game, it was like, oh, he's really just trusting himself to get outside the pocket, make some incredible plays. So he kind of answered the biggest question I had on film. And so at that point, it's like, I really don't know why he wouldn't be my quarterback one. So that's that's kind of where I have him. Talking to Derek Klassen, BetMGM tonight. He's with Bleacher Report. Uh, I'm going to do something that's going to make Ryan happy. Uh-oh. Uh, so I'm talking a, Aaron Rodgers? No, no, no. Oh. I'm oh. a Commanders fan, uh, Derek. And Ryan sitting next to me has adopted this team, which I told him not to because he's just going to be emotionally hurt constantly. And it's going to be Howell the worst the moon, thing ever. Derek. He loves Sam Howell. Washington has said, at least for now, that's going to be their <laughs> QB1 going into camp. What do you think of the prospects of Sam Howell as a starting quarterback next year in Washington with Eric Bieniemy now as his offensive coordinator? You know what? I didn't – I thought I thought Howell was okay last year. I think I had like a, like a day two grade on him. You know, he wasn't a guy who I thought was, you know, a sneaky first-round pick or anything like that, but – if you watch him in North Carolina, he had a really good arm, and he was able to showcase that, I think, even in congested pockets, like when his platform was kind of muddied or crowded. And I think that's actually really important for being an NFL quarterback. And then he's a pretty good athlete. Like, he's a guy who is not necessarily going to carry your run game, but you can sprinkle in some design stuff, and you're going to get value from him as a scrambler. And so I think if he can get another offseason under his belt because I think, you know, coming from that North Carolina offense, it was a little bit gimmicky, not quite as bad as, like, you know, the old Baylor stuff or Tennessee or something, but I think it was a tough transition, and so if he can get another offseason and really acclimate to the NFL level, which I think is possible because I think one of my other theories with him is, like, these guys that start as freshmen, like, even if we watch their college film and some of it can be a little bit up and down, like, there's kind of just something to a guy being able to go in at 18 and, and play at a Power 5 program like that. 
And I think that he's kind of a little bit already proven that with, you know, the NFL, you know, the game he started last year. I think he looked pretty good. So I don't know if this is like a, you know, a high chance of working out, but I think he's a guy that actually has enough interesting tools, enough experience, enough maturity that I think it's kind of worth taking the gamble if they, if they don't really think that they can get in position to take somebody this year. Another guy that's kind of built the same way is Jake Hayner, you know, from Fresno State, and he's six foot one, only 200 pounds. But again, he can make the throws. Where do you see him going in the draft? Because, like, if you're the commanders, I don't know, I might like his upside more than a Sam Howell or any of these other guys in the draft, maybe even a little bit later on, like a Hendon Hooker who's coming off a torn ACL. You know, you brought up Will Levis, even Jaron Hall. You know, what, what are your thoughts on Hayner, though, as a pro? Hayner actually kind of reminds me of like if if you're getting like the store brand version of Bryce Young in this class because yeah. you know he's he's obviously a skinnier, smaller guy, um, has a good enough arm to make all the throws. Um, you're a little bit worried about how he's going to be able to hold up at the NFL level, but he's a really sharp kid, uh, and I think his touch at times is really impressive. Um, and he's incredibly tough. I mean, I think we all remember that UCLA game. He's just a guy who is. I think very understanding of what it takes to play the position. So I think he's just because of his size, he's probably not going to go any higher than like the fourth round or something. But I think once you start getting into that range, I, I kind of agree with you on like, you know, him being a guy who I would probably take a chance on over, over Hendon Hooker or a lot of these other guys that are in that range. And what about Hendon Hooker? I mean, obviously, you know, he's coming off the torn ACL, but we, we saw the monster year he was having with Tennessee before the injury. You'd expect probably, you know, somewhere maybe, is he going to be maybe like a date? I mean, he's not going in the first round, second round. I mean, is he maybe like a fourth round guy, fifth round, where a team says, all right, we can sit you out, let you recover, get you fully healed, and maybe as a development quarterback down the road? Because, I mean, we saw some flashes of greatness with him at Tennessee. I think he's the one prospect in this class that I just really don't understand a whole lot. Because at least for me, even before you go in, you know, watching him, He's a 25-year-old who's going to be 26 by the end of his rookie season, coming from probably the fakest offense in college football because of the way that Tennessee abuses those wide hashes that just don't exist in the NFL. And he's coming off of the ACL. And so, like, all of that for me is just in the top 100, it's a complete non-starter. And then you watch the film, and for me, I just don't love the accuracy. I think some of his velocity is not really there on some of the sideline throws that you really want from an NFL starter. So... I get it in like the sixth or seventh round, you take a flyer on a guy who is kind of athletic and, and has proven to be pretty productive and has some experience. But I think for teams that are, you know, looking for like a chance on an actual starting quarterback, I just don't really think that he's quite that guy. Uh, Derek, we got about two minutes left. So I asked you about the Bears already in the NFC North. And now we're hearing maybe Aaron Rodgers goes back to the Packers. Maybe it's the Jets. It looks like maybe the Raiders are going to close the door. But I watched every single throw from last year. And there's still something there, obviously. But Rodgers missed a lot of throws last year. I know you evaluate. Uh, what did you see last year? Does he still have it? Like, I don't think that it's like the complete drop-off we saw from Peyton Manning that final year or Drew Brees. But, man, he was missing a lot of throws. Like, what are your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers moving forward if he could still play the position? I think physically he still has it. His arm is, is still one of the best in the league. That, that quick release he has is incredible. He's probably not quite the scrambler that he used to be, but I still think he has enough to kind of keep himself free and do some of the stuff that he needs to do to be, you know, that magic Aaron Rodgers. The problem, I think, is just mentally, where I think even though he's athletic enough to do some of the scrambling stuff, I think we saw him not try to do any of that. He wanted to stay in the pocket. But then even from within the pocket, he didn't really want to throw the middle of the field as much. And it's like you can't really compound those two, um, you know, play styles on top of each other when that's kind of antithetical to how you've been playing your entire career. So 
I think if he can kind of mentally get back into playing a little bit more looser and just being more aggressive over the middle of the field, I think he could be a top five quarterback again. But until we see that, like it's it's just I think he's going to be this guy who is kind of just looking for checkdowns and home runs, and that's about all you're going to get. He's Derek Class and Bleacher Report. Thanks for coming on with us, Thanks man. Thanks so much, man. Thank you so much. All right.